faffing around. Welcome back. I've been demoted to the beanbag. Yeah, Tom's on the beanbag. Sat in my seat. So this whole podcast, <laughs> I'm just going to stare at you. Yeah. All salty. Death stare. Grrr. I mean... <laughs> Hello, anyway, welcome back. I am Spencer, as usual. Tom is over on the beanbag today. All the way over here. Yeah, on the third On the mic. new mic. On the new mic. One of the two new mics. And today we have Sam. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's super nervous, even though he's just having a conversation with us. <laughs> he's massively overthinking it. Like, what can I say? What can I say? Like, just so, just be yourself. Maybe tone yeah. down certain bits, but yeah. we're here. Tone it down. How does, how does it feel the microphone in front of you? Uh, it's all right. It's a little bit in the way, but... Yeah, you can't <laughs> there we just go. get used to it. Yeah, you forget it. it. You forget it's there. You just become like natural and stuff like that. How are you anyway, Samuel? We're all good. I mean... We've been ill for a week, so if anyone hears like a really nasally version of myself, then it's me with a fat cold, but we're over it now. So You can spread it, spreading it to everyone in work. Yeah, but it's only like a five day thing because of like, I'm superior. You sent me a photo of you with nasal sprays. That was quite funny, actually. Yeah, that photo was brilliant. Two nasal sprays just like locked in your nose. That's literally been it. <laughs> they are, they like, there's like levels to like nasal spray and those are like the top two elite ones. <laughs> Never, ever use the... Nasal spray. I have. No, I haven't. Oh, have you not? Some people get addicted to them and they like cause like, because they cause your nose to be like really moist and like you get like bacteria and that growing in your nose. You can get like polyps and that through or something like that. Yeah. You get polyps. Polyps, yeah, polyps, yeah. You would use nasal polyps in your nose. That's why I was just really confused then. I was like, why did you say polyps? Start losing my septum and all these like look like Voldemort. God, so you've been ill this week. What have you been doing, Spence? Oh, you've been us, this is our Yeah, I was going to say, we, we, we chat we about shit the the other, But we did a podcast the other day. What have you been up to? Get off your fucking phone! Uh, Get off your phone! Shut up. Get off your phone, wow. you don't need to talk to your girlfriend. Me, 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 me. I don't have a girlfriend. Get off your phone. Um, <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> yeah, no, we do our own catch-ups. We do our own catch-ups. Week's been standard. Standard shit, so... Same yeah. shit, different day. Same shit, different day. Training good. Look like your arms covered in bruises. It is probably. I can't see those. It's like the one I p- pointed out on you, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." Just the that. bruises just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. So. Sam doesn't know that fight life yet. We're gonna get you down there. I think it's a bit dangerous getting me into fight life. Why? Because you might. Well, I reckon you're made. just all gonna underestimate me. Well, no. I hope so. That's like, I'd like someone to come along. I was underestimate Spencer. Spencer kind of got into it well. No, Ruben's still coming into his own. I tapped him out four times about three, about three minutes the other day. <laughs> that video I took was the best fucking video. No, ever. He was he was absolutely knackered. I give it to him. I give, give him that. But uh, we should anyway, do it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I wanna I'm gonna lead this all off. So, a bit of an introduction to you because I've only known you really for about a year and a half, two years now. About two years, really, isn't it? Back into two years. Yeah, I'd say as soon as you moved in with Tom was when like we properly yeah. like. Was that actually recognize known? each other's existence? Gelled, yeah, whereas okay. you two have known each other for God, how long? Ages. How, how did you? How do you two know each other? School through school. Mm. Through, I mean, where we weren't in the same. No, it's just through school, and I was just like managing the gym, weren't I? And then you and your your posse were coming into the gym, and then yeah, I was friends with some of your posse. Yeah, Tom needed some recruits. Yeah, it's kind of like. Because you're 24. 24. 24, yeah. yeah. You're so, younger than us, but... Yeah, younger, but... Yeah, so it's just you coming into the gym, met you from there. You know, you know, Sam's kind of person, when he was younger, he'd turn side on and he would be... He'd be like a piece of paper. Couldn't see you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't Can't see, see him now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
And yeah, no, so just from school, just from school, gym training, training at good old Coombe Dean. And yeah. then... Um, yeah, because you, cause you, so you met him before, because then you started working there as well, didn't you? Oh yeah, I got you the job. Got yeah. you the job there. And yeah, that's... We Tom Gilbert basically funded my entire <laughs> teenage... Teenage lifestyle. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much with this place where I like managed the gym from like my school, it was yeah. We had a lot of staff working there, and I don't think we should have had that many staff working there just because the gym. I mean, I don't think the idea of the gym was to make money. It was like a little bit of funding to help like the PE department. But uh, what's that thing in it? Really, it's just using yeah, facilities. To make ne- it was never going to be a big business, isn't it? It was just enough to make a bit of money to buy some equipment, keep it all going, and it's it, it did the it did the job. It made it made a little bit of profit each year. But we were there, and we were just kind of running the joint, you know, just having a bit of a laugh, really, for a few years. It was the easiest job in the world. It was stress free, though, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, well, it wasn't. They let like I stopped- at this point as well. I'm not even in Plymouth. No, like, this is. Me, yeah, that's I started there when I was seventeen. So did they, you start when you were seventeen or eighteen? I reckon seventeen. Seventeen, because I technically started managing this sports center from seventeen. Yeah, like, and then officially when I was eighteen, like, I was put the manager role. Yeah, and then yeah, we got Sam the job there. Must have been then when I was nineteen when I was properly managing it, and we had a few other people there. Dan Carnegie, Summer yeah. was there, a bunch of other people as well. Just us teenagers running the sports center, but we did it really well. Like, did it, in comparison now, if you walked in on to any other business in like across Plymouth, there would nowhere nowhere would trust a bunch of like eighteen to twenty one year olds. Yeah. Like running, cashing up, security, like not anymore. Like yeah, they just, they just the, wouldn't allow some it. Some of the shit like, that you've told me about when you were working there, just in terms of like how you acted and the shit like just yeah, it was funny. yeah, but we were young as well, but it was yeah. funny, like it was, it was like my first proper job really i still had a few jobs before but like my first proper probably more responsibilities contracted work and stuff like that i had there because you pulled clients from there as well oh yeah loads loads yeah Yeah, that's where i started my pt business in that little school gym obviously i was the only pt there that's why i had so many staff there so i could pt (laughs) i'm on shift but i'm not doing shit (laughs) tom was there on like 30 pound an hour (laughs) (laughs) which is all right at 19 isn't it at 19 20 21 so then yeah yeah, because then obviously I met you at uni. Yes, and I was still there at that point. Mm. I never took you up there, though, did I? No, no, no. No, no, because the only time that we kind of trained or did anything was pure gym or like other little gyms. Yeah, because I never trained. I very rarely trained there. It was just a little kind of the dumbbells went to 20. There was a cable machine and then... The basics. The machines were like banded. Like all the like yeah, you had yeah. your standard machines, but they like got pins and they like ten resistance bands. Yeah, so like yeah, they're they're strange. Yeah, real crap ones. Like you're expecting like maybe like a hotel or something. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, like you'd have like an eighty year old lady stacking out the fucking chest press because it's so like <laughs> you know like doing it one going around to doing every machine one handed because it's so light. So that that's why you're as weak as you are today. <laughs> Do basically because yeah. of that gym. So three yeah, years then, of stunted growth and not training properly. Yeah, because then you came in. Obviously, we at Lara. Yes. And did you go Lara from day one? I don't know really, because like, no, you when did Lara open? Back in the first lockdown, twenty twenty, August twenty twenty. I reckon it was after the second. Fuck, lockdown. was it that long ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all yeah. a blur to be Coming honest. Up to three years now. <laughs> yeah, because it was yeah back in the first lockdown was when we opened because we had all the restrictions. In August twenty twenty. Yeah, because I can't remember when I first met you, but I know it wasn't in the beginning bit. I reckon 2021. Were you uni then? Yeah. Finally, last year. 
yeah, yeah, because I remember you messaged me when you you came back and did one of my accountabilities, didn't you? Yeah. In the start of 2021, you did one of my accountabilities. And then that's where you... You started. basically got, with that so accountability, you, you got, like, the cleanest slate you could have ever got. Yeah, you that's, got good numbers in your first few, didn't you? Yeah, yeah the, really, the numbers have only got better. Yeah, it really did you well. But, yeah, so, like, because I can't remember, yeah, the first time I met you, but I just know it was in the gym. So, same with Dan. The first time I ever met him was just awkwardly in the gym. Oh, like, no, because even when... That was. Do you remember that? Because I met Dan before I probably even probably met Spencer. Because yeah. I was still running. I you gave me that like job at Coombe Dean. Oh yeah, I got you back there, didn't I? I wasn't even working there. Yeah. And I man, you came back for uni. I got you a job back there again. <laughs> Tom basically locked me in there for a solid like two month period. <laughs> hey, it helped you a little bit, didn't yeah, it? It was a nice little tidy cash over. Literally spoke to no one, saw no one, yeah, did God. uni work behind the desk. I was like. Well, that's kind of perfect though, isn't it? You know, getting paid to do uni work, like, you can't complain with that. I just remember Tom and Dan coming in and I was like, oh, people. <laughs> yeah, because then you did the PT. Were you one with him and the PT in the park? No. No, he didn't do PT in the park. I no, was... he's only ever done online stuff, online and app. Yeah. Because yeah. Tom... Oh yeah, Sam is one of Tom's been... clients. Yeah. Hmm? Sam is one of Tom's clients. We probably should have mentioned that a while ago. App-based, app app-based yeah. clientele. Friend, train. friend, and app based clientele. Yeah, app yeah. based clientele first, friend second. <laughs> yeah. Skitty, Basically, my skinny bitch third. My <laughs> monthly payments actually pay for this friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as soon as they stop, like <laughs> block number <laughs> deleted. Yeah, so it would have been after the last lockdown. Really done. Yes. Yeah, because mm. that's when then I start taking serious business and business seriously and start doing that. Yeah, it would have been not long after that. You'd have been that nubbit that always asked for a band. Yeah, yeah. So. That, that's how I feel like every gym relationship probably starts. And now and now it's in a locker, so it's just like, you get yourself. Sam's here. So Sam's here, so we can, uh, you probably tell by the title, to talk about, we're going to talk about a bit of hard gaining. This is for, because I, I heard a lot of young people now looking at this podcast. I think that's probably because of the last people we had on and all their mates. But uh, I think hard, hard gainers. Struggling to gain weight. So before we even get into that, I, talk, talk us through your training history slash life. Obviously, you started at Coombeen. Yeah. That's so it. I I reckon I was TGPT gym rat one. <laughs> um, like first beta clone that Tom could have created. Yeah. Um, so started training with Tom. Like it was like it was never serious. Tom was like, yeah, just start training. And I was like, just All do right. it. Start training. Start moving. Yeah. yeah. So you're in there and you're like. Oh, what should I do? Everyone starts with like random bicep curls. Yeah, chest, 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 and biceps. Yeah, yeah. you stand, didn't do legs for legs for about three years, did you? <laughs> I haven't seen him do one yet. Yeah, <laughs> it always just ends up like leg press on the bench press. That's yeah. just it. So yeah, you started off at Kim Dean. Yeah. How long did it kind of take you to actually start? They'll get that initial stage out of the way. What initial like proper regimented training? Yeah, to so the bit where you're like, actually, I want to do something with this. Probably. Probably like the second, like first to second year of uni. Yeah. I was like, mm, probably should start like training properly. Because I've always like naturally been quite a small. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm assuming you were fucking just stick fit. Um, pigeon chest a lot. Yeah. Like classic take your top off in like PE yeah we try and find what it, but you you're one of those lads though that like you've always had like you've been always in lean you've always had like abs and stuff like that yeah like, you're, always, you're one of those so like people oh yeah you know 
It's got a six pack and stuff like that. It's got veins uh, and stuff like that. But like, there was that, nothing. That to was it. it. We'll have to find some of the old veins. Both like sub fifty kilos. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, was yeah. like probably sub fifty kilos. Like that, the boy used to be like just dry all the time. Yeah. Just like literally, it would just be a pinch of skin, paper yeah. thin. Yeah, everywhere. He put him in like a solder or something like that. Just like veins everywhere. Yeah. Did you? So when you kind of hit that, that phase, where it was like second year of uni, was that when you came on with Tom, or was that like kind of just like right, okay? Doing it by yourself, figuring a bit more out, get a bit more consistent routine, that kind of shit. So first of all, I think it started off training at Coombeen. And then I think like once I'd left that job and went to uni, I sort of started doing like the classic like leisure center gyms, yeah, which were like semi better bits of kit. You know, you've actually got like a proper bench. You've got like some decent machines, basically like life center. Yeah. Um, and then you sort of come to realise that you're not in that sort of environment. You've got like yeah. people that are just there for like cross trainers and <laughs> yeah. To... Yeah, you see standard ones that are just using the facility but not really you like doing yeah. it. People that just feel like they have to be there for a chore. But no, but mine and Sam's kind of coaching in like quotations hasn't been like official coaching. No. You use my app now. Mm. Um, you've been on that for several months. But our coaching was just like. I was learning training, you got into it, and then literally from there, it's like, we've trained, you've asked me for support and help, and it's been like, just, as just mates have just been pointing yeah. in the right direction, and as I'm learning, I'm helping you. Yeah, literally. And giving you that, we've never had that official kind of jump on, apart from when you started using my app. So it's kind of just all come from, like, just, us just chatting, training, you've been learning it, applying to your own stuff, obviously giving you a lot more, pretty in-depth pointers over the last two years, I'd say, yeah. since we've been over yeah. there. But it's just been learning, learning on the job. I think so as as your knowledge has increased, yeah. my like ability. training ability has also increased. Yeah. So I think there's been like Linear a nice upward trajectory. Yeah, kind of. Really, you've been like one of my like um, my testers of all that. Guinea pigs, <laughs> guinea, guinea, guinea pigs. Just like, oh Sam, just fucking start doing this. Just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> take take this. See what happens, mate. <laughs> Sam, I've got this illegal pre-workout. Yeah, yeah, Can fuck, you just oh, try yeah. a scoop? The amount of times we just be there, like, should we just do fucking like four scoops of this? <laughs> See what happens. You're not even training. Yeah, not even, not even training. We're just sat there. It's like fucking just, just take just take this. Yeah, was it? We got, we got our friend when we were working at Kumdi. We got our friend Dan to take two scoops of Kraken with the one that had the DMHA in it. Oh, D, yeah, DMHA in it. <laughs> this is like imagine like a a five foot six like ginger lad and just like sat there, not even exercising, just. Sat there sweating, <laughs> sat there sweating, looking beet red. It's fucking like because he's just taken like fucking six hundred milligrams of caffeine, like some well, of the strongest ones around. Those are, no, no, that, that is like yeah, DBHA is now, now illegal. I think you told me. I think because this was the day. I think I was going on holiday the day before, yeah. and you'd like freshly got it, like fresh in the post. Yeah, I was. Mate, I was getting that all the time, like when they they had that for sale. And yeah. you were like, oh. and you were like. Yeah, mate, it'll make you huge. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is when I had like stupid beliefs around like what stuff actually did. But yeah, yeah hopefully I've corrected the misinformation I've splurted to you over the time, over yeah, the years as, as I've learned it. Don't take a leave. Pre workout does help. not make you. Oh, I, to be honest, I don't know if my body would handle DMHA anymore. Did you ever take any stuff like that? Like, no, no, I didn't get into training. Like, I started training at like, yeah, they're like 17, 18. I didn't fuck with pre's or anything like that for a long mate, time. Mate, I think we did the pre's at like 18, 19, 20. Yeah, those heavy, heavy pre's. Um, when they yeah, were doing, see, I them, only got into pre's like, and it was you know, basic. CT Fletcher's sidewalk cracker and cracker spelt fucking K <laughs> yeah. with a K. Yeah. Um, like that was fucking heavy. And then I don't know. I don't think I got around to the original Jack. I think that was gone. 
but uh, the Kraken stuff. Um, there was lo- I mean, there was loads of them that stood. De- pretty much all the decent ones had DMHA in it, and you buy a tub for like twenty quid. Now pre workouts are like fucking stupid price for for what you get, and you're getting like you may as well just go get Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. coffee like it's, it's absolutely ridiculous they've like you can tell like as people have got more into fitness they've tamed it back for a larger set of mark like a some of these old ones is the equivalent just just to doing a line yeah like yeah. like that's what it was like you were just like you were that zoned in that hyper focused your eyes were just pinned yeah and, I, and that's that was legal to buy you doing that i was doing that from 18 like yeah. Just and you're as you're going and like you're still driving on it you're still fucking doing it just training like on 11 it. o'clock at night fucking yeah like two scoops of this fucking fucking <laughs> training that I remember I woke up I was wired after I did the like cracking like wired and I went on holiday the day before I was ill mate oh, yeah sat on a plane and I was like why can I still feel it in my system <laughs> mate it was one of those ones that like you really had to fight to just to like beat it and stuff like that but yeah those are those are some fun times but do yeah, you so think like though it's all like calmed down now what? in terms of like Pre- the yeah. supple- like the supplementation market like it used to be like really like potent and I extreme and now it's got like really soft mm, yeah yeah it is soft but i think there's more things coming out now yeah like there's you know people are obsessing over like these little things these little biohackers biomarkers and stuff like that we need to be taking this need to be taking that you know they're coming out prior to decent research as well because it's now coming out for example you take ashwagandha Mm. i guess now coming out that actually prolonged use of that is more detrimental to your health than it is beneficial yeah so a lot of people are kind of like feeling they need to take all these things but uh, like supplements are there to supplement yeah it's in the name i think back then as well it was more just do it instead it was more a case of they weren't pushed mainstream yet. Yeah. So it was like, though, when they were made, they were made for such a niche. Yeah, and if you're finding out information on them, it's on like forums and stuff. Yeah, like, so it was like, all of a sudden, then it was like, more people websites. were coming into it. There was a big market there for the big companies, you know, yeah. like Ultimate Nutrition with a gold standard. When they started yeah. making that, they had such a big market to be available for as that premium brand. Hmm. And then you get the cheaper brands like the MyProtein making theirs and all those kind of ones. Yeah. And then it was like, the general consumption of them changed. So all of a sudden then, it's like the general consumption on the general audience don't want the shit that was knocking people's heads off because yeah. that was solely made for people that were trained big, like, you know, big for the days. old school bodybuilders yeah. and stuff like that. So then all of a sudden, you've got your 40-year-old dad who wants a bit of pre-workout. He doesn't want to be wired off his knob until 4 a.m. <laughs> like, he wants something that's going to pick him up for his workout. Yeah, just a, like a little buzz. Don't get me wrong, there's still some strong heart pre-workouts out there and you can, you can still make all that stuff yourself. But yeah, I was getting them off some dodgy websites. Like, you know, we're talking like, you go on a website, it's just raw HTML. It's like, <laughs> there's no like color to it or anything like that. It's just like a picture, add to cart, buy. And it's just like blank. You just put your card details in. It's just like, there's no logo to this website. I don't really know what I'm ordering. But you got it. You got it in the end. There's probably some like kind of guy who's got all my card details, but yeah. Does seem pretty. It did at the start seem pretty fraudulent and a little bit dodgy. It's probably why everyone got put off. But now when you go onto like my protein's website and it's nice and like nice and colourful, nice and aesthetic, everyone's like, mate, I don't order any of that stuff. Any, I don't order any of it. I remember that. If I'm doing it, I'm going. Yeah, I very rarely order shit. Yeah, like, I can't remember last time I ordered anything. Some like that. vitamins and stuff I order, but that's like once a year. I'll just order like a year's worth. Like mm. it's very rarely I actually like. I put supplementation down to being like a hard gainer as well. Like the the like the psychology that 
like supplementation throws towards like a hard gainer is like ridiculous. Yeah. Did you ever get on any mass gainers? All the time. Like, yeah, but then they taste like awful and you regret your life. One thing I've never taken anything off is a mass gainer. I've taken like loads of other protein powders and stuff, but uh, yeah, anyway, let's, let's, yeah, we can get back on track. So, we were there training. Yeah. Getting you big, getting you strong. So you, we, we had initial bits, then you went away to uni. So I reckon there was like a period of su- like a summer period where I probably yeah. trained with you like every day for two months. Yeah, and how that how was... old were you? When we st- you started at fifteen, sixteen, didn't you? Yeah, so I was probably about eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. And then when you went to uni, yeah, so you're yeah. you're coming up to your near decade of training and that as well. Let's not Good. say that because I definitely yeah. don't have. So the sixteen? Would you say sixteen? You started training. 16, nah, 17. 17. 17. Alright, we'll let you have that. 17, you started training, and it's all, ever since then, it's been about gaining. Like, it hasn't stopped. Perma bulk. It hasn't stopped. You obviously, so what What happened? So you had maybe a year and a half, two years of just trying to gain from as a young lad, then you went to uni. How did that hit you? The uni lifestyle just isn't like the right environment to take any form of like health, okay. fitness, especially seriously. if you're getting into the uni lifestyle. Yeah. Like, like not like my 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 third year of uni was not uni lifestyle, but what- see, I I would disagree to an extent. Like I made a ridiculous amount of training whilst living the uni lifestyle, a, diff- a ridiculous amount of progress whilst living the uni. Lifestyle. Yeah, but you know it's not congruent. It's to it. not like, optimal. You don't sleep. You're no, getting hammered all the time. It's not optimal at all, and it's not sustainable. You just long-term. you just you have genetics on your side as well, but you ate and trained. Yeah. That, that was it for me. Was he was one of those who managed to carry uni on. Uni was a very easy lifestyle for me. It was literally just eat, train, go out, you know, didn't really get hungover or anything like that. So you just drink in the evening, get up, train, like eat, train, that was it. And lectures. <laughs> like, it worked for me. I know not everyone is going to, and it's very suboptimal, don't get me wrong. But for me, it, it still worked. Mm. So why did you struggle with it when you kind of went away, Sam? I know something happened when you went away. Just lifestyle. I reckon yeah. I just fully just was like all about the, I think I was in that phase where I was just like, you got to go out. Yeah. Got to go see, meet people. That was the main one I reckon. It was more the fact that I wasn't in like, I wasn't doing anything for myself, I don't think. Yeah. It was more like an extrinsic thing, more than an intrinsic thing. And I think after going through like uni and then, like, finishing uni, you sort of hit, like, a realisation point of, like, okay, cool, that three years of my life was is, like, a blur. Because you're either going out, like, four or five times a week, you're up to whatnots and all the bad stuff. Mainly drugs. Yeah. Yeah, you're consuming everything. You're just trying to, like, fit in and find your crowd and find your niche. <laughs> And, like, if you don't, you just end up sort of... It wasn't the gym crowd at the time. Yeah, it just wasn't the vibe. So that was probably detriment. That was probably the most detrimental thing to, like, progress. Yeah. And then I think come, like, the end of it, I was just at a point where I was like, you know what, I need to actually start doing stuff for me and sort of being more myself. Yeah. Where were you even for uni? Bournemouth. Oh, a little bit of a trek. Yeah, there's a bit of a trek. So, yeah, you obviously out there finding your own crowd, struggled, struggling that with uni and everything. And then was it end of second year, start of third, that you started to get back into it all? So, it, so I did like a placement year. Yeah. And that was like raw for like, I was like working like 12 hour days, like six days a week. I literally, when like I say I had no time for training, I had no time for training. I barely had time to eat. It was just so full on. So 
after I came out of that job, I was like, back to like how I used to be back at school. And I was like, flipping hell. And yeah, sort this out. Don't feel good about myself. And then you've got like lockdown as well. So all you're doing is like, sat at home doing fuck all. Yeah, sat at home doing nothing. You're like, yeah, uni, honestly, uni lockdown was a pretty waste of time. We should have all got some money back for that, but that's another topic. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon come like, that end of uni was the point yeah. of where I started like taking stuff seriously and started and how, actually applying myself. How long ago was that again? It's probably about. It was two and a half years. Yeah, about two and a half years. I reckon I've been training for like properly for two years. Two years, been back in Lairbridge, and then obviously a little bit of Body World. Well, yeah. Body World fifty fifty kind well, of stuff. What was your starting weight? Do you remember? I reckon I was probably about sub seventy. Yeah, well, you know, like early eighties and like mid eighties. Yeah, don't lie. Yeah, don't lie. Like it's, okay, it's probably like 80, 82, 82 sitting, roughly. 82, 83. Because no, you, you've done it and you're still lean as well. Yeah. This is the thing. When people are like, oh, you got to eat big to get big. Yeah. I'm like, I can't like, it I can't difficult. do it. Yeah, it becomes difficult. You know, especially for someone of your stature as well. Like, you're naturally someone who's got high metabolism. Yeah, you can see that from the amount of food. Because what, what's your food at currently? Like probably three and a half thousand. Yeah, yeah. If you hit it, but you're still eating like a good amount, way yeah. more on the average. Yeah, probably. yeah. Possibly. That's what baffles me is like the whole like how people can just like some people can just like look at food and just rock it right up to like let's say ninety kilos. Yeah, and I'm there like. You struggle to put on a kilo. I'm struggling to put like on a the, kilo. You're your, your food has obviously been good for, well, majority of it, I'd imagine, has been good for that whole like two and a bit years of training now. That your body has become accustomed to dealing with that. Probably. And th- this is what a lot of people don't realize, especially when they're like, oh, you know, I just look at something and put on weight. It's like your body's come accustomed to running off either bare minimal. Yeah. Yeah. Or you go five days starving and then you have two days of really high food. What and you're saying that that would put on like weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could consume. You could consume like if someone's just going absolute crazy, drinking loads of food, stuff like that. You can consume your weeks amount of calories in, you know, in a few days. But as well, if they've just gone, you know, let's say they're eating kind of standard diet, and they're going, oh, you know, I've just got to look at something and I gain weight. The reality is, is their sodium levels are probably much higher, and. All this, the main thing that's going to be happening there is just fucking water retention anyway. Like that, that is going to be the main bit of it. But for, yeah, for you with food, I know. There's also, also people like that who say that though. You got to understand, like the people, the typical people that say I just look at food aren't probably very active. Probably no, haven't got a good amount of muscle mass. You know, probably aren't very healthy. Like that is like yeah. what I yeah, picture when I when I hear someone say that. So there's so many factors to yeah, it. Yeah, massively. So like, we're, yeah, we're you with food. I know that you've you've had the same. Not the same issue, but similar issue to what I went through a few, like a year ago, which is that the struggle to eat. Yeah. And maintaining that amount as well. Because when I, when I got to my biggest, I was on 6K, just 5, 6K a day. Mm. Like, and I did that solidly for months and months and months. That's why I put on a good amount quite yeah. quick. I, if you put 6K of food in front of me and during a day now, yeah, I'd get through 2, maybe 3K. That'd be it. That'd be good from you. Uh, yeah, that'd be like a push. I do think though, like, 
bulking in general is a harder thing than yeah massively than getting lean like actively bulking like there's people who can get fat and lazy and overweight 100 yeah. percent. don't do anything if don't do anything and just and just eat and have a unhealthy lifestyle you can get get fatter but what you're trying to do is you're active you're lean you've got a good amount of muscle mass on you um, but you're now to trying to actively like eat good and clean food so you can gradually gain weight. Yeah. It's like that's it's it's a struggle. Yeah. I remember we had that me and you and there was one of my old clients. We were on like a Zoom call back when we did mm. them, and it was interesting because she was she was struggling to lose weight. She was struggling to reduce food because of her eating habits. And you obviously in this same situation right now. You obviously you have gained weight and you are gradually gaining weight, but it's it's still a slow process because you, yeah. sh- you struggle to get food in. But you had kind of similarities because in similarities in what you were struggling with, just obviously your goals are the complete opposite. Yeah, It's that food focus, your food, you still had to have a good amount of food focus. You had to focus on food where she had to reduce her focus on food so much because obviously she was consuming a lot, struggling to kind of say no, you struggling to say yes. And it, it just, it's interesting because it shows both ends of the spectrum of it all. Yeah, and it's like what, what you said a minute ago is I, I do agree that gaining weight is in your position is much harder than losing yeah. weight like when you're in a bulk and you're doing it properly and healthfully you've got to sit there with just food and you're full and you've just yeah. got to fucking eat yeah especially you've if got it's like to you're trying to really take it there put it in swallow repeat oh, like, and rinse and repeat when you're losing weight you can just you can do a lot of distraction shit to help you mm. not like manage that hunger yeah. i also think there's like you, lots of other ways like lots of other ways to get around um like not eating if that makes sense yeah like you've got low like you've got like things like you can start drinking more like caffeinated fizzy drinks yeah you can even if you if you, even if you really wanted to and i don't advocate it but if you really wanted to you could probably start like smoking vaping mm. like nicotine's gonna easily crush any form of appetite that yeah. you've got and then like if you talk about even like we were talking about like supplementation and stuff like that you take a scoop of pre-workout like you're like hunger level yeah. will also crash so there's loads of things that i think that like s- can suppress an appetite when you've got to sit there and force with yourself yeah that's okay that, that's and like rem- a and remind yourself to do it because yeah. like you know you can put the food away because majority of people will work a, like a nine to five job they will maybe have the smallest breakfast don't take anything to eat throughout the day forget or maybe just have a snack and it comes evening and they've got 75 percent of the food left yeah they'll have yeah. it then just crave and eat loads or maybe just they're so knackered they just don't eat anything yeah and it can be very is you still get a lot of people who are overweight still under eat a lot of the time but for you it was just like there's no appetite there yeah like i don't get it trying to trying to get it there there are tips and shit that you can do to force more food in so i used to do when i was building up to 6k and it was like literally you just eat a full meal and then you would literally just chin as much water as you can. The point where you're sat there full, you would sit then and drink a couple of pints of water. And you would sit there and feel disgusting for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes after your food. Get out like, of you, going. you do that. Uh, after a couple of weeks of doing it, you'll find that you're able to consume a shit ton more food. It's like expanding your gut, in it? Yeah, you just yeah. get used to it. But it's that element of like... Because like, I can... My issue with food now is that I don't get full, I get bored. Yeah. And I get very much like, I'm not going to fucking eat, I'm bored of it. I've done, like, I've done that lifestyle, I don't want to do that. So, like, when I was, yeah, in that position where I was, like, force feeding, you've, it's a real difficult mindset to sit there and be like, shit, I got, it's seven in the evening, I'm feeling full, 
and I've still got another meal. It's like the worst. That's like yeah. I used to come out from the gym at like midnight, one a.m. and just cook up like ten eggs and like fucking six bits of toast, just fucking scrat it in like fucking yeah. two minutes. <laughs> I've never. I, I've never had an issue with getting it food in. It's been it's, yeah. It's you've weird. always been pretty good at that. Because I was like opposite to you. I was like a fat kid. Um, yeah. Opposite to you both. I was a fat kid, but I lost my weight when I hit puberty because I went from like five five to like six one six two, but the same weight. Yeah. You know, and I, I got I, I got lean, yeah. Yeah. but I kept the fat kid appetite. I there's no way I could consume as much. I was like this. I was like a dustbin. It's not just like, that though. It's like you're, you have a very unique ability with food, and you have so much control over your diet. It doesn't matter if you're cutting or bulking. It doesn't seem to, from an external standpoint, you don't see it affect you much. That's just my discipline, mate. Just well, yeah, do I, I just, it. I've just done it so many times. Yeah. I've cut and bulked so many times. So it's like the like time, the now. time that I've known you. Yeah. You just decide you do it, and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, like, but you know what I. You you learn how to do it, you yeah. know. Yeah. You, just, you just learn your body. You I've never seen anyone fucking scram a meal as quick as you. There, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and I've never seen someone eat as slow as Sam. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam is Sam that's is a the big one slowest well. person at I eating. Will... You, ladies, if you ever swipe up or match with Sam on Tinder or something, you prepared like, for a slow meal. Don't go for dinner with him. Yeah, because you'll you'll won't like him. That'd be a big thing that will really help you though is that ability to just eat food quicker. Speed, because then then you then it mess, then because obviously the longer you're eating, you your signals are firing. Uh, fucking leptin, leptin and ghrelin, your hunger hormones. So the one that suppresses your appetite. Oh. That as soon as you start eating, that starts ra- rising. But people, you get like speed eaters and stuff like that. They're like eating so quickly that they're, they're consuming stuff fast and the raises. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's leptin, isn't it, that suppresses the appetite. Oh, so you're like almost tricking your brain into thinking that you're not eating. Yeah, and so when I was younger, I would eat loads of food. I could eat loads of food really quick. I think my parents gave me a bit of a complex calling me like the human dustbin because I just I can't leave food untouched. I really struggle like to leave the plate like with something on it. I have to eat it. Um, but I guess I'm just active enough. I can do that with that's my life. That's been built into. You I as think a that's child. just a bit of a complex my parents gave me. But I've always been a fast eater, and then I think that kind of has stuck with me now because I can not as well before. But I can still put away a good amount of food because I'm just used to that in terms of how my hormones affect it. But that, that's going to be so different from person to person as well. Their own, their own individual, like leptin and ghrelin. Some people can just fucking just be feel like they're full all the time, yeah. and some people feel like they're they're hungry all the time. I also you can th- manage it, but yeah, I also think that like with the whole like bulking in general, it's not like an attractive thing either. No, and like it's not marketable at all. That's why everyone sells you like a. How to get shredded in forty weeks? Yeah, well, yeah forty weeks, four money. weeks, sort yeah. of plan. So and everyone like loves to track the like. This is how I get shredded, but no one's like, this is how I went from sixty nine kg to ninety nine kg. Yeah, that's the goal, is it? Ninety nine, ninety nine kg. Ninety nine kg. Eighty five first, mate. Yeah. Oh, so man. you're eighty three ish now. Yeah. Over the last two years, how much weight do you reckon you've gained? Because obviously, we did accountability. You did account. I think. I think accountability two point You did was about two years ago now. Yeah, I reckon I went from about seven around. Well, oh, you sent me the photos actually, didn't you? So it was. It was. Oh, it's just over two years, isn't it? Yeah. So I reckon it was. It was April. I reckon seven. I reckon I was probably about seventy kilos when I started. Yeah. 
And then at the end of the accountability, I think we were like, let's try and get to like 75. Yeah. So I think we got to 75. And then we were like, okay, cool. After so that. I remember 75 was a goal before you went yeah. to uni, wasn't it? 75 was the goal before you went to uni. So we got to 75. And then I think after the accountability, I just kept on going yeah. and was like, okay, cool. I'll just see how far I can push this. I think I got to about 80 yeah. on my own without even really speaking to Tom or really doing anything. It was just mainly just showing up. And yeah, I think it. also my job had changed as well. So I'd gone from like a retail job where I was like, sorry, <coughs> running around and like yeah. on my feet all day to go and sit behind a desk. Yeah. So that then. That, that definitely was, helps. Yeah. You just be a, becoming less active. More of a slob. So that. But it's I, needed though, if you want to gain weight. That, yeah. Moving to a desk job was probably the reason why I then crept up into that 80. And mm. now, like, I think now I'm fixed in, like, a job role. Yeah. In a sedentary job role. I think it's now trying to, like, break through that 80 to 85. Yeah. And try and creep into those naughty 90 numbers mm. and see where we can get to. Because do you find you even, like, have to... Because you never would probably have to think about holding yourself back with food, though, would you? Like, if you went out, you can you wouldn't second guess an order or anything like that. Some person would. Oh no! If anything, I'd like order like too much. Like I'm notoriously known for like yeah. being like eyes bigger. But then yeah. I think that's because that's like my mentality behind like food now is like oh, I've got to get it in. So any opportunity, might giving you a complex. Like any opportunity, I'm like. The food. you're there on a date yeah so i'll have the shared platter for one please <laughs> and uh, those two maids and three desserts <laughs> what are you having love it's <laughs> literally it that's that's interesting because yeah there'd be a lot of, like there'd be a lot of people would be like how do they do that and i was a game weight and it just shows how different people can be yeah yeah like everyone knows someone who struggles with their weight in terms of losing it but you don't really hear the other side of it like Shit, people, really struggling the game. people who can you can you eat what you want most days, don't you? I don't feel good about anything. You don't like have you. to think about your food. Yeah. You know, your appetite doesn't actually put you into a position where you are going to get fat. Like, uh, my joke with Sam is he's going to keep bulking until we can't see his abs. Like, <laughs> I, I reckon we're like, I reckon we're maybe, I reckon I reckon you'd lose them at 90. I reckon you'd be getting up, be getting close to that point then where they'd be gone. But that's still like a rough rough way to go to get to gain another seven kilos for yourself especially i think because of the way i want to do it as well yeah by keeping yeah. like relatively lean like no one wants to be like full-blown yogurt bod because i think you're at the end of the spectrum I, I don't you're not anorexic or anything like that i no. wouldn't take you to that end of the spectrum because you have an appetite you can eat but you're more towards that end i'd say me and spencer are more in the middle where we can we can gain weight you can lose weight yeah. our appetites are probably quite normal yeah, i struggle far more losing weight than i do gaining weight Classic ectomorph, endomorph, like mesomorph. Yeah, but like I'm more meta. Yeah, meso. yeah, I'd say that. I, um, I mean, yeah, I can. I can't I can, get, I can gain or lose. So let's say you're that. I'd probably mean next. I, I can gain or lose quite comfortably. Mm. Spencer's probably better at gaining or losing. But then you've got people at the, end, at the other end of the spectrum, like they can just gain and they've just really struggled to just lose like anything. Just again due to their appetite, but their lifestyle. I was going to say, would you say that's more due to? bit of willpower and discipline of it there's so many factors you know their overall upbringing and relationship with food there's yeah. there's there's, yeah. there's there's genes based that um that you know that can be yeah, shown to bring out yeah. obesity and anorexia and yeah. stuff like that obviously 
you can still do stuff around it, but you can't. There it doesn't, is, there it doesn't are tie you to the lifestyle, but it ties no. you more leniency towards that. Yeah, there's more predispositions to, to yeah. it, you know. Um, and then, yeah, then obviously lifestyle factors and stuff like that is obviously going to be, you know, up there being like the main driving factors. Because yes, you could have the gene, but you, 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 fa- you, yeah, you actively have to eat to yeah. gain the weight. Yeah. You actively have to, you know, you want to gain weight, eat more, do less. You want to lose weight, do more, eat less. Especially yeah. with today's society as well, with fucking food choices that you have available. Yeah. We there's there's such an abundance of food that people don't know how to be hungry. Like people, oh, yeah. People need to. I I filmed a video the other day. People need to learn to. I think people need to learn to be hungry. Yeah. Because not starving, but hungry. Starving's not normal. Like back fucking. If you think uh, when we were hunting around like, with saber tooth tigers, eat, they need yeah. to eat a bare minimum. You know, a they would. Weeks hunt when they were hungry they would get food for when they were hungry yeah because there wasn't they, See, in that you know, i would argue this abundance. is where people need to potentially experience fasting yeah because you're still gonna get your food in but you're gonna be sat on hunger throughout the day at some point and like you that's where you learn to control your shit yeah in my opinion like especially hunger to me for most people i think is the most character changing thing because oh, yeah, when they're fucking hangry. Sure. Yeah, like, you get hangry, but you also get the, fuck, I can just go and do this and get some food. I yeah. can do that. It's like, actually, no, are you willing to sit and be uncomfortable for a minute? Like, and just see what happens. Yeah, people, you know, I would say people that, if that's coming from a weight loss perspective or just weight management perspective, learning to be hungry, learning to control that hunger, control your emotions around it, but just not starving yourself. It's like learning to respect food yeah. so you're just not like an idiot with it. And then once you can learn to respect food, like I, f- I think if you can't respect food and you're trying to lose weight, you just got to eat the boring shit. But if you can respect food, you can then allow yourself to have that flexibility because if, you, if you're trying to be flexible with your nutrition, and you don't respect food you're not you're not going to be in that in yeah. that position whatsoever if you're if you're looking to lose weight but uh back to weight gaining because we got we yeah. got we got weight gain man over here so what would you say have been like your what would be like the biggest kind of hurdles over like the last two years of like gaining weight i reckon i reckon not to sound like really like vague but life in itself yeah so i think like there's loads of factors that like i like i referred to earlier i think there's loads of factors that can like affect your appetite and affect Mm. like your ability to eat yeah so and i think as i've like gone through that like that like journey shall we say i've sort of understood now like how small little things can have like a huge impact on like your your appetite yeah so i reckon the reason why i was so skinny at uni was because i was just drinking alcohol like that just numbs your appetite drink my go-to drink what now or about uni what was it like vodka red bull so like oh mate vodka red bull days i'd be black out like absolutely (laughs) fucking it's it's also that choice of drink like naturally if you're going to lean more towards spirits for you that's probably going to be more beneficial in terms of keeping weight off yeah if you were sat drinking pints and everything like that it would have been a very potentially different story yeah you know? it was like vodka red bull and then now i've realized like how like even though like so from drinking like how you do in uni and then being like okay what was my go-to drink at uni vodka red bull so you've got the alcohol suppressant yeah. you've then got the caffeine suppressant you've then probably on a night out because you're so hammered you're definitely going to end up in a smoking area and probably have one or two fags 
nicotine suppressant so i reckon over the course of like that like three year period like uns- like what's the word um i was sub unsubconsciously subconsciously yeah. or unsubconsciously like reducing my appetite and you know nullify my hunger through yeah. doing those things and i just had no clue yeah it wasn't until you come out of that phase and you're like you start to like being more in tune with yourself when you're not so caught up in like the whirlwind of like uni where you're like ah oh, if i go out and have a drink i don't feel as hungry mm. oh i have a coffee in the morning oh weird that i don't feel as hungry french breakfast yeah, yeah. So yeah. literally say, coffee in the so, so that version of you who was in that that period of life Obviously, you didn't have much of a focus to, to gain weight, but if you could, if you could have a chat with that version of yourself and, and give them a little bit of advice around their around their hunger and their appetite, what would you say? Well, give us, you say give us three things that you yeah, would say. The old, the old to the old Sam in that in that period. Oh. That it was kind of just you could where you let's say that was your lost phase between, yeah. within your, your health and fitness. You kind of you kind of got a bit distant from your health and fitness. I'd probably say chill out. Yeah. What does that mean? So like just chill out as in terms of like you don't need to be that like whoa yeah absolutely lad like yeah. you know going out every night and getting as hammered as you do like there's yeah. you don't get anything back from it yeah like it really is like just spunking money and pissing money up a wall yeah so you don't get anything back for it so don't be that that guy um likewise probably be a bit more strict with yourself as well like in terms of making food that you actually like rather than just like binging like the horrible stuff just because it's convenient because yeah. you can go like i used to live on like um winton high street and across the road was a tesco it then was like the dodgiest chicken shop in the world another dodgy chicken shop like all across the world so it was literally like i'd wake up hungover i'd be like oh mate i'm dead where should i go across the chicken road see boss man Get get my set. I think learning to cook should be something. Yeah, everyone takes on earlier in life. I you know like we. I know people our age that still don't cook and can't. No, it's sad, isn't it? And it's like if you learn to cook, I think there's a better respect for food as a whole. Mm. But two, it also gives you options towards those goals. So it's like for you, if you learn how to cook properly at that point, one, you're gonna feel fucked and better with it. But two, the food you're going to cook are going to be far more beneficial for you, given that point in time. Mm. Rather than just, fuck, I wake up, I feel like shit. Oh, it's going to take me 20 minutes, but let's just go over to the chicken shop, wait for them to cook food, come back. I do think, like, post-lockdown now, though, I think there's, like, I think there's been, like, a huge shift in, like, dynamic of how, like, uni students are now, though. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like they're they're a lot more health conscious now, I think, and I think that's purely down to the pandemic. I think social media as well, and so yeah, and social media. Social as well. media. I I don't think it's health. I think it's appearance. Yeah, I think I, I I don't think uni students think about health. I think mature people think about health. Yeah, mature, and I say mature because that doesn't always mean age. Mature is you know more like what you got in your head. You know, who mm. you are in your head, you can have a really mature younger person or you know, immature older person. I think mature person people might think of health, but I think it's more appearance because social media is appearance, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because you've got like, I don't know, you've got like Brad who's like 21, Ruben who's mm. like 18, and they're like, they're like three, they're like now three years ahead, I'd say, like mentally in terms of where like I was when I was their age 
because there was no way at 21 was I thinking about like, ah, oh, no, but I think I'll go both, do a boxing match yeah. or I'll go do some like I'll start doing jujitsu or yeah. I want to like get a coat like start yeah, yeah, probably yeah. coaching. Fact, yeah, in fact, they have coaches. I think, I think a big thing for that as well is the environment they put themselves in and what's been available to them. Yeah, you know, because I look at where I was. I didn't have the environment for it back home when I first started training. It was just me, really. Um, I didn't know anyone else. I didn't talk to any of the other lads in the gym because they were all a bit knobheady at the time. Because at the gym I trained at wasn't like a decent gym. Um, the Then coming into uni, it was like I was surrounded by sports people. So mine was drink, train, sleep eat that mm. was it regardless if it's sports training or fitness training obviously you lot coming up through coom dean everything like that you had that environment um brad and reuben coming up they've had a pretty good environment to adapt into and come into um you know obviously meeting brad earlier on and then meeting reuben as well reuben coming through college reuben then tried uni didn't like it pulled out of it kind of thing but they've been put into that position where they've had access to better resources yeah younger you know and yeah that that is a society thing as well that is a society society changing because if you if you think about it if let's say like look if you look at like ruben now he's where you were when you first started came like do you know what i mean 18 fresh out of school and like the difference between even you and him yeah in the similar sort of Play. His knowledge and his yeah. physique and development stuff like that. Eighteen, where I was eighteen, is yeah, he's leagues oh, above. Yeah. It. Leagues yeah, above. Yeah. Leagues it's above. Ridiculous. It. Leagues above because where they're at is interesting. You know, there's then there's you know, they, I think they are those two are a little bit of outliers as well because you look at their mates or the people they hang around with, or you look at the majority of people that age. Like not everyone's like that. Not everyone's like that. Yeah, you know, true. they've just got them. They 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 stand up to us because obviously they're in our environment, you know, and circle and stuff. So it is interesting. But yeah, I, I would say that there is a little bit of a different shift with, in terms of. Um, I think it's more common shoes. to see that now than what it was when we were younger, mm. and I think that's because society's created more opportunity for that to arise. Yeah, yeah. Social media is definitely the huge like oh, massive, beneficiary. Massive. Yeah, guys are more likely to ask for help now as well, especially yeah. from a younger age. Yeah, massively. Mm. And yeah, I think it's just those resources becoming available is why you're going to see that more and more. And I think as it goes on, it will change again. Mm. I think people find it more attractive as well. Yeah. So what was the last thing you'd say to yourself? So you said, chill out. Chill out. Learn to probably learn to cook, learn to like respect food and appreciate like you can make something nice. You don't have to go and have like a flipping disgusting takeout, which yeah. does make you feel horrible. Oh, yeah. And I think the other one would be like just like be like be yourself. Yeah. I think like I tried to like put on like a I tried to be someone I wasn't probably during uni. Okay. What would you how, how what would you say that was? Just like bravado. This whole like I don't care life of the party I'm really not that type of guy I'm yeah. really not like I'm not like a I, think, I think that's maturing in yeah. it's seasons though we all go through seasons in our personalities like I was like that yeah I think that was one of the main yeah. things was because I saw like I, you living that up so I was like okay cool it's fine I think, I think let's go a, try and chase that avenue yeah yeah. And I think that work. comes from finding yourself a bit more though and I think that comes from maturing you know I think as you get older you figure out actually who you want to be. So we, yeah. were, we were talking about clothing wise the other day with mm. me. 
I think as you go through life, you do those trial and errors and you're like, that's not who I want to be, actually. That's not part of me, actually. I feel like this is too much effort for what I sh- I'm getting in return. I don't really want to do that. What do you mean by, can I just interrupt? What do you mean by like clothing? Are you like going for like a different look? Or no, more? so me and Tom talked about clothing the other day. Um, my style changes a lot, um, especially after like breakups or anything like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Jinx, Padlock, one, two, three. So, Reinventing yourself. <laughs> don't I. Um, and, but I've still not kind of found that one look that I'm like, yeah, this is me kind of thing. So, well, That's the water, mate. Oh, cheers, bro. I was just going to say, you're just pointing across I was just table. pointing. I was hoping Sam would just get the idea I'm pointing on my water <laughs> bottle. But you know, obviously now, now I've just got to let everyone know that I'm thirsty and weak. <laughs> but I, th- I think that goes to personality as well. I think growing up, we're, it takes us a while to realise that actually we haven't got to be the most popular one in the room. I think. Yeah. From a young age, just taught popularity is everything. I prefer now being quieter and then and then having conversations that matter. Yeah. I used to be the loudest, most obnoxious. Speak less, but say more. Rowdiest, like would have to know, speak to everyone, have everyone know who I am, stuff like that. I kind of felt like that. Be like the person in the middle of the dance hall that everyone could see. Yeah. That yeah. I was like that. I, I, I got some great memories from those times. I love those times, but I would not, I, I'm not, it's not like I don't want people looking at me now. I got no issues with that, but I much prefer like, Look at me be. for a better reason. Yeah, maybe. Well, you just want yeah, more not value. For that, not you for want, that reason. Yeah, yeah. Like more. You just want like more value. You want to be more valued by the people you're with, rather than be I, I better. Better. Yeah. Just. I don't know. I don't really know what quality what it is. or quantity. Yeah, let's be quality, honest. Yeah. yeah it's literally just speak less, say more. Yeah. It's that element of like, you know, I don't have to go in there and be the loudest person in the room to actually be mm. me. Yeah. You know, when I drink, that does come out, but. The boisterous side. Where? I couldn't. I can't do it. Like I, now, thinking about it, I think like I, like way back, probably like me and my uni days. I was probably like, oh yeah, I definitely want to be that guy. Now, when I walk into like Larrybridge Gym, it's five o'clock in the flipping afternoon. I'm Just literally like, on. no one talk to me. Like I just want to yeah. crack on. Like I'm here for myself. I'm here to train for me. Like I don't really. I like. I can't be asked with like a. Yeah, I think like a small little trivial conversation. Like, yeah, I think it's you know, I think it's in and out maturity as well, though, because you see it a lot, a lot more in adults as they get older. Just into their forties, they just stop caring about things as much. Yeah. Also, anyone that does train at Lara Bridge Gym, after I've just said that, I'm not a horrible person. Like, you can come and say hi. I am quite friendly. He will but, ignore you, but I will ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure he's training properly. So yeah, okay. So over the last two years, then, how do you reckon the weight gain has like affected you? Because obviously it's been something you've been huge confidence towards. boost. Mm-hmm. Like putting on an extra probably ten kilo. Where would you say that confidence is gained? Like, like what areas have you gained that confidence in? I think like over the course of like a probably I, I'm going to say it's a six year period. Yeah. So like six year period. So second year you need to like up to up to today. I reckon I've been through like a huge like transformation. So I reckon putting on an extra ten kilo like getting my teeth done as well that was like another insecurity i just mm. i think yeah no, that's big for you yeah within that like period i think because i reckon it was like an 18 month period or it's been really like intense 18 month period where i've just gone i'm gonna fully fo- like focus on myself and i'm just gonna rid myself of any like doubt or insecurity that i have for myself because i yeah. think that's the one thing that stops like a lot of young people and especially like blokes as well is like it's like I, I reckon a lot of men are like sort of insecure. Oh, massively. Yeah. yeah. 
and like it like even with like social egos media, and all yeah, that. It, yeah like egos and stuff like that and you see like pit like there's a, like social pressure to be like oh, how many girls are you speaking to like yeah like, what's your body like, count yeah what's your body like count stuff like that like how how regularly you're doing bits and i just sort of was like do you know what like bin that off for a start oh mate i'm like yeah that was yeah. so happy when I kind of moved past that phase. And then I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, like, regard, like, I'm not, like, I'll probably be brutally honest. I haven't got, like, a ridiculously high body count. Like, it's, it's an all right number, but it's not, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. But that doesn't fill me with confidence. Yeah. Nor does, like, going out and getting really pissed now, that doesn't really fill me with confidence either. But does training fill me with confidence? Yeah. Does getting my teeth sorted fill me with confidence? Yeah. Does like all of the like small things that aren't necessarily like the the done thing to do and have probably seemed and deemed by other people as pretty boring. They're probably like, oh, you go to the gym, that's pretty yeah. boring. Oh, you go to work and you make money, that's pretty boring. Oh, you, uh, I don't know what the other one was. Oh, you spend money on your teeth rather than like a flash car or yeah, you know, really nice designer clothes. I'm like. Yeah, but I can sit here now, and if you took You're far more content, yeah, far more content with myself than you ever be. Because if you take away that car, you take away all the like whatever you're wearing, you're still gonna be yeah as you. equal as I am, yeah, regardless of whatever it is. So that was like sort of my That's main sort of yeah, that was my main sort of like mentality switch. And within that like eighteen month period, I think it's just like made me more content with myself, mm. and I'm more just like this is me regardless yeah no i think i i get what you mean with that whole phase the whole like body count phase for like guys that whole ego like just chasing it because it's just like people just chase like an arbitrary value and it's like or i need to get to this i need to get up to here i need to do this i need to be with them or something like that yeah it's going to give you some kind of confidence but it's absolutely stupid like i know so many people that have like slept themselves around for their like lives and uh, they're not conf- most of them aren't confident people. They're just chasing something because it's it's trying to plug like a a hole that they've got in themselves. It's external. You know, some people naturally just have like high body counts. They maybe they don't even like try and do it. They just like do it. And those people, you, they're maybe a bit more of an anomaly with it. But people that actively try and do it and try and have that lifestyle to kind of. Oh, I'm going out on the weekend and put another one with Tally. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like it's it, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy that people just kind of chase that for like a validation kind of thing, because again, it's you aren't really adding anything to yourself. You're you're probably you're probably making yourself like worse for relationships or anything, you know, because yeah. you're not really learning anything. Probably you probably make yourself worse at sex because you're just you're not most of those probably one night stands you're probably not getting any kind of value from. Or, or any kind of <laughs> lessons. Well, you just send them a Google's like feedback form. Special, special, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the week, you just send your Google forms out to yeah. like everyone you've been with for it. But yeah, no, it's. How did you find my performance? I mean, I don't think I I improved my performance for any of my, any nah. of my. Like, let's say <laughs> so, like a one a one night stand. You don't care. You're there to get a nut off and leave. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely it. don't remember every single yeah. one. Yeah. And it's like which you is know, bad. If. It's just not one that I think if people are like, oh, I want to get better at sex, then learn, learn. Or be just, just be more confident with sex. Yeah. yeah. Be more confident just in you. Yeah. And like take initiative on learning mm. if you're a partner, what your partner enjoys, but also what a woman will enjoy. Yeah. 
because not everyone was going to enjoy person. the same shit. What another person? <laughs> no, woman. <laughs> woman. Well, Male. yeah, I mean, person depending on obviously where you swing. Depending on who you are. So um, yeah. Guys are easy. Yeah. <laughs> guys, we just got penis, just stroke it a bit. It's a bit like... Um, Touch my penis. Yeah. But it's like, if you, if you actually just put a little bit of time into actually thinking and going, actually, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing in bed. How can I do better at that? Go read, go ask questions. You know, probably not to your mum. <laughs> but like, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> but like, you Who can, should I text after this podcast? <laughs> but, like, but like, take the initiative to do so and then your future partners will fucking thank mm, you. Yeah. No, it's interesting you mentioned it, that with the whole confidence though. Yeah. No. And bring it, bring it up in that way because that's like what a lot of people would be chasing. But obviously... Your, so your confidence has increased, you know, so with other, because of, of how you look and how you look, how you look after yourself and how you've challenged yeah. yourself, you're like more confident in new environments, around new people, yeah. dating. I'm just more, con- like, just more content. More confident in your clothes. Because you're stylish. You're stylish, yeah, you like your clothes yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, you two are here in like shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, but with vests. And, and, and not, yeah. And I'm here now just fresh out of work and not gonna lie I'm really hot I'm like so envious right now <laughs> I'm, I'm like <sighs> only way to open that is it sat in um, tank top and shorts shorts yeah. shorts shorts I feel like a bit and like we're a, a leather sofa as well <laughs> yeah it's getting cream a leather sofa but, but yeah no I think confidence is something that we're not taught on how to improve mm. throughout your life you either growing up you have it or you don't yeah based on your events and I think it's something that needs to be taught more openly and it is getting there from society standpoint especially from social media but not enough yeah there needs to be a lot more education in school yeah i don't think there's a single person who could improve their who couldn't improve their confidence through health and fitness oh no through bettering your your perception of your own body image bettering your health challenging yourself I don't think there's a single person who wouldn't see confidence benefit, comfort, a confidence boost from better in their health no. and fitness. So even just like simple bits, like as in God be health and fitness to better your confidence, it could just be simple shit like reading. Yeah. Like literally just go and do something, learn a new skill, do something like that. Yeah. Work on yourself in whatever form you feel like you need to. You'll feel 10 times more confident just mm. from doing it. It's yeah. not going to solve your issues of confidence, but fuck me, it'll help. I think we've all come to the conclusion that the boring stuff will give you the most validation. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't like to look at it as boring stuff because like my life is very repetitive stuff, but I love yeah. it. It's it's the stuff that gives you that long term satisfaction yeah. rather than short term satisfaction. Invest. You know, someone. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly invest. Like someone says, someone will say, "Oh, how come you didn't drink on the weekend?" Oh, because you know I'm. I'm a virgin. I, I'm a virgin. No, I'm. I'm. I'm training in preparation for something. Or I'm trying to get better in terms of this. That gives me like long-term, ongoing compounding. So that, you know, to be like you know what I feel better. It's like right now, one of my values is just not around drinking. That's yeah. fine. But yeah, that's for me at the moment as well. I'm quite like big on it at the moment. Like mm. sobriety is actually like probably the one of the most refreshing things. Yeah. Because you actually become like more aware of yourself, and I think people like I think especially that's what I did back in the past was. I didn't like tackle the issues I had in hand. I just sort of drank myself into a, in a to a persona that well, I wasn't. Yeah, because you kind of get to a point with drinking as well, especially from a mental health standpoint, where you're just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to drink," and then yeah. you go into that loop of, "I'm not happy sober. Drinking makes me temporarily happy. I'm going to do that," and then you wake up and you feel even worse, and then you loop it back and back and back. Same with confidence. It's like I'm more confident when I'm drunk. 
I'm going to go and get drunk so I've got confidence. Yeah, I think we should come back. I think we should put a pin in this and this, I think this is an episode. We'll drink it. Sobriety. Because I know I've got a lot to say on it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've you've done a fair chunk now, so don't you? But I know, yeah. Did you not drink on holiday? No. I haven't drank this year, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, you've actually done seven months. Seven months. Seven months, seven days. Apart from when I first ever started drinking, I think eight months is the longest I did. Eight months, since being an adult, eight months is the longest. Was that when you were on prep? No, you wouldn't have prepped for eight months. Blimey. I did eight months. Prep was six, five months. I drank Christmas five months. No. uh, Because I'm going to drink this month, and then I'm probably going to have a few months off again. Because I want to get training going better again for jiu-jitsu. Well, yeah, because you've got Especially coming into September comp. 10th, mate. Yeah, coming into coming into comp timings and just... September 10th. Business timings as well. No drinking, no nutting. All right, well, not Brad. Oh. <laughs> Mike Tyson style, no nutting for three months. Yeah. Mate, you're a lot. Gonna, if you don't yeah, do that, you lot are just going to be we'll running do, through we'll walls. Do, we'll do an alcohol, so video like a story full-blown like, alcohol podcast. Because yeah. I like to talk about my, my nah, relationship. And I'll sit here and drink Because if we start talking about that now, I think I'll just keep going. Yeah, I'll probably we'll put a pen in it. So let's now, go back huh? to your weight gaining. Because <laughs> oh, that's what we're trying yeah, to talk about. We keep fucking tangent it off on your weight gaining right now. It's because so, there's so many different elements. So, that so yeah, in relation to then, let's go or like negatively contributed to me not yeah. gaining weight. So yeah, other than confidence, what else has benefited you from the last two and a bit years? One, taking your training more seriously, and two, like that weight gain. Oh, energy, man. Yeah, energy, like. I don't wake up and I'm like, oh, but like, it's also like a sustained, like level of energy. Mm. It's just nice. Like you're just more productive in terms of your, in terms of how you work and what you do. Yeah. And just day to day. Like, it's just so much nicer. Yeah, You, you, you have over like the years you, I think you act, you look healthier as well. Oh, like in your skin and stuff like that. Yeah. It's nice to have a little bit of like paunch. Yeah. But you look better. You look, I look, and the thing is, because you haven't been one of these lads that I'm, I'm going to take a bit of credit for this. Not, not telling you to ever cut or cut during it, because there's always the lads like start cutting with like I did it, cutting with like yeah, 19. Bog straight into a but cut. But you have just constantly been trying to gain weight effectively since 16, and you That's look, fa- and you look fantastic for it. But yeah. I look, I see so many lads, like either well between you know between 20 and our age that are have done like loads of cuts. Like I, I think I've regained a little bit because I've done some serious bulks, but who just cut and bulk all the time? I yeah. just don't see any change. Obviously, Spencer's at one end of the spectrum where he just puts on size and can put away food. Yeah, genetics there, but you have you look really good I, now. Because you because wow. you, you have taken the time just to gain weight, just been persistent with it. Because it's a slow process, isn't it? Yeah, you're it like, is you're really like to catch slow. up at one point, mate. I think your legs, your legs are getting there. Yeah, we need to sort out the top heavy fraction. But yeah. um, <laughs> just for, just for reference, if you don't know Sam, Sam's upper body is quite well developed, but his legs are just really lacking behind. That's not from lack of trying. You just, they just haven't admit, got they, genetics they for just big did legs. Not want to grow. Yeah, you just haven't got genetics. I've for found, big legs. I've now discovered that they don't grow width ways. They grow depth. They are, they yeah. are getting there. You've so got a bit of a they're, hamstring they're, they're, coming on. They're really thick, but they're not necessarily the girthiest quads in the world and you emphasize it by wearing tiny ass shorts as well oh do i wear small shorts yeah you wear your like it makes your legs look bigger when you wear them like that though yeah. you don't want you, 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 wouldn't wear shorts <laughs> you just got your arms out and it's like you wouldn't wear shorts to kind of like over like dwarf your legs and it makes your legs look even smaller yeah. yeah if you went if you went knee length ones it would look like you don't train legs at all because it would just be calf yeah no calf yeah like, like fucking like it, basketball shorts chopsticks hanging out 
bit worse. It's a bit of Fred hanging off your shorts, mate. Oh, sorry, that's my legs. But no, I think if you're like if you're like a stereotypical hard gate hard gainer, yeah. I think if you can not cut for as long as you possibly can, do it. Like, yeah. don't fall into the trap of like the thirst trap of like trying to get lean. Yeah. Even if it like even if you're like one of these people that looks like got like some like you've started like a small semi fitness account for yourself and mm. for your own accountability literally mate or whoever's lit like literally just track track the bulk mm. for as long as you can because like as much as like abs won't as much as people want abs and they want to be shredded and diced and whatever like you girls, got, like, girls really don't give a fuck about yeah abs as much mate, as they do i about get way more shoulders. confidence from guys i think the compliment from girl to guy ratio is probably about thousand one. Oh, it's ridiculous isn't it yeah, yeah like crazy yeah yeah girls really like they give a shit about your body but really they don't yeah if you're gonna treat them nice and you can make them laugh and you're yeah. gonna make them feel safe they'll take that over a fucking yeah. guy of abs all day long you know but you gotta yeah i'd I say need, that's the main one yeah i think yeah hold hold the bulk i think is the main one that i do and mm. like i just think social media in general will push people towards cutting yeah, because I think that's what because they need. think that's what people want, yeah. and it. But like, theoretically, if you can get up to about, I don't want to say like my weight. Yeah. If you can get up to eighty kilo and still say like fairly lean, you're gonna look good anyway. And even yeah. if you get a tan on, you're still gonna look fairly yeah. lean. Like, yeah. If you don't smoke and if you don't like drink, like, you know, you want a, like a little semi cheat code of how to look like a little bit leaner when you're on a bulk. Tan and shave. Yeah, tan and shave. I've been on that. Yeah. Spencer shaved his rug like what <laughs> two weeks ago and now he's like well, like three, diced three four weeks ago now yeah it makes you look so much leaner let's yeah. do it just there's the, but it's that long term investment though isn't it into it so you, you'll yeah. you'll look better when it actually matters you look better in clothes and you're like, more size about you that as well like I think it's, it's, it's far more freeing as well being in a bulk position where you like, yeah, the difficulty comes where you've got to just sit and be, like, full and you've got to make yourself a... But you don't start neglecting opportunities to do stuff more so than you would on a cut. Mm. Like, if you're cutting, you're like, oh, I can't go out. I can't go for food. And you all of a sudden, then your social opportunities really slack out because not a lot of people go, actually, I'm going to adjust my food so I can still go and do that. Whereas on a bulk, you get a lot more flexibility to do that yeah. anyway. I do think that to some extent, even though you're saying like you do have some ability in like being a hard gainer and probably like reflecting on like the past as well. I think there's part of me that's like a little bit like conscious about how much I drink mm. because I didn't really I'm, like... I'm more so talking about like going out um, for social events, uh, not yeah. so much the drinking elements, but like going out for food with friends or, you know, like being able to indulge in something mentally beneficial without the limitations of potentially a cut would yeah you gotta avoid that like first trap i think of going into like a cut and even though like you think like a cut's gonna make you like this absolute extreme alpha like you'll find if you're like constantly bulking at a fair rate because you can bulk for as long as you can as long as you're like in like a form of surplus whether that's like a thousand to five thousand calories. If you do it slow enough and consistently enough, you even won't even see yourself get fat. No. And like you'll probably put on like a decent amount of muscle mass as well to the point of where your people go, 
Is he cutting? Is he bulking? I can't really tell. Because you've just, you've just nailed the like trajectory. And rather it being like loads of massive peaks and loads of massive cuts, you've got like a nice stable trajectory, which is always probably more beneficial for, one, your lifestyle, because it's more maintainable. And two, I think your own stress levels as well. Because for me, that's one thing that affects me as well. It's like stress. Mm. So like life stress. Yeah, because you struggle to eat when you're stressed, don't you? Yeah. And it's a common thing that kind of pops up for you. If it gets like busy at work or like I've got like a lot on. How do you, how do you, how have you been like finding you've, because obviously you've got better with it, but what are the main things you do? I think I realize, I think I realize more like the, the benefits of eating. Mm -hmm. So if I eat, if I eat my meals that I've got to eat, if I eat my 3,600 calories a day, I'll feel better. Therefore I'll be able to like churn out more and put out more. I'll just be able to output a lot better than what yeah. I would but if I like starve myself not like starve myself but if I don't hit my calories and I don't eat my output's like sort of less if that makes sense okay. so this week now I've been like ill for a week my output's not been I know that if I start eating and I've noticed it today my appetite's like slightly increased, increased up so I obviously know I'm coming off the back of the illness the illness and getting better so I've noticed my appetite slightly going up. So I know that now, now coming out of the back end of it, everything's going to be better. I'll be able to do more work. I'll be able to train more. I'll be able to enjoy going out and going to all, you know, doing everything you want to do just because I'm eating more. Mm. You get more benefit of life, I think. So where, where are you taking this bulk? Where are you thinking? Where am I? Th- what? As in like a goal? Yeah. I think the goal is definitely to break 85 kilo yeah like it's just it's just like just to like do it and shut it up and i think like <laughs> now now that i actually it shocked me because it's now like what we're now like into like july yeah i think now it's like okay cool like that like october september times fastly approaching and i think those are like the best times to start like really drilling it in so if i can do that now hit that 85 95 like come christmas and september october when it's a little bit cooler you're not sweating as you're eating you want 90 going into the new year yeah man yeah it's doable it's doable i reckon i've just got just got to do it six more months of the year easily kilo a month you could be there and christmas yeah you got christmas christmas is the super month (laughs) the super bowl the super bowl you got you got for you, December's two kilos. Not, <laughs> for a lot of people, it's about ten. If not, just be American and do Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. I also reckon they like. There's been a slight change in my job as well, so I reckon yeah. once yeah. I get set, once that's all settled that and sorted, new routine like, kicks in. New routine or a couple of days at home. Mm. I'll definitely start. Because you in. still want to? Obviously, I know we joke about it and mention it all the time, but you still actually want to compete. That's something you want to like tick the box with. I am. Um, I think, I think it'd be a good thing for you to do. Yeah, I definitely, like, I see the benefits of doing it, but also there's part of me that's like, oh my God, I'm going to get to, like, 90 kilo. I'm going to feel probably, like, invincible. But you'll then... Want, you, you'll want to cut, though. Yeah, I don't know. Eventually. Yeah, but I think... You just cross that bridge and you come to it, because it's a big decision to, to, to make, because it takes up... You, know, you are sacrificing half a year of your life, effectively. Just to, yeah. For it, but it's a challenge. I think, yeah, I think... I'm I'm never a type of person that's gonna probably be like yeah let's do it because I always think there's always obstacles that come in your way and yes I know yeah. you've got to like deal with them 
but I think I've got to be in a position where like I'm so like nailed in terms yeah. of like routine yeah, yeah that i can do it and i'm in like a stable place yeah i've got a few people at the moment that keep talking about it. it's like you've got to be 100 yeah. percent. you've got to be like oh i kind of want to do it but like it's obviously not for the normal it's not the norm that i coach i think i think if you're going in and you're kind of like without doing it prior and you're sat on the bridge uh sat on the bridge sat on the fence of it and it's like yeah. mm, I, I kind of you ain't doing it no you don't yeah. straight off the bat you'll get to the hard point and you'll quit i've seen so many people do that like obviously people. I'm not I've, I've only competed I've done one season like in two comps but I've seen so many people who've like for their first time like seen a lot of people compete and then they're like oh yeah I'll do that that seems fun and you get like 10 weeks in it's like this is fucking tough I also think like if you are going to compete as much as people think like oh you've got to try and do it as like young as you possibly can mm. I think there's there's almost like a sweet spot if you even if you just long it out yeah. for like two get, years or so even muscle, three you get muscle maturity yeah you'll get you'll look better yeah you'd still be fine you obviously won't be able to do juniors you just pick the right comps for it as well to go about it you really do first timers mate shit on everyone like, yeah, who's I reckon, this I reckon it'd be, I reckon it'd, be, it'd be fun to see it'd be fun to see but it is a it is a big commitment I, I don't think I would I don't think I think when I did prep, that was the most mentally zoned in I was like for a consistent period on mm. one thing. Because I think you've got to be... I haven't experienced that of anything else for like that duration. Because I think when you did your prep, you were quite secure in what you were doing in terms of like your work and... Yeah, like, I didn't have I didn't have resp- much responsibility of work. Yeah. So you were in quite like a decent... I'd really like, struggle now. I'd really yeah. struggle now. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be able to do jujitsu. No, you, you would yeah. really struggle. Yeah, that would be... I would, I would just sacrifice a lot of things. It's either think, that or you'd have to take a whole new approach yeah. with it where you just have, you, your food's still good, your expenditure stays high. I'd just take testosterone. I'd take testosterone. You, some, I, something would I'd, have to alter I'd in just, your current one. It wouldn't be nay. If I needed to do it, if I wanted to sustain some levels to what I've got now, yeah. I wanted to stay sexually active, I wanted to <laughs> just stay mentally sound, I wouldn't be natural. Yeah. I'd I be taking fucking bit of you testosterone. You'd have to without destroying... Yeah, a lot of your current lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah, it sucks. It but sucks. I think, yeah. I think you could go into a comp still doing jujitsu. It hurt. It, yeah, you would be really one hurt. sore. It really hurt. I'd have to roll the kids. Yeah, two. You would. Paper your your recovery would have to be. Yeah, we do jujitsu once optimized. a week. Optimized. You'd be in saunas, steam, shit like that as well. Man, that's exhausting doing. A, it's exhausting doing a sauna and prep. So you'd have to do much. shit like that just to make sure that your body is you know that like empty feeling you have when you're like savagely hungover and you're like dehydrated and hungry but like you can't move and like just your body just feels like flat and just dead oh. like that's prep but consistent but all the time <laughs> just the fact you're not hungover but like your body feels that way yeah it's disgusting yeah Oh, yeah. uh, that's prep as a natural I think anyone I think for anyone that's probably listening I think also you've got to be aware that even if like competing and stuff isn't your aim or if you are getting into the gym and you're like starting off and you're like trying to get big or whatever or even if you're trying to lose a bit of pounds like especially for lads because there's no like I think like when once like you start the gym it's always like are you going to compete are you going to do a bodybuilding show you don't necessarily have to do that. No, not at all. You can just be happy within yourself, lifting your weights, doing yeah. stuff like that. And do I think it for yourself. Do it for yourself. And if like 
and there's no need for you to like cut or anything like that like if you're like i just want to get a little like i just want to grow some muscle mass then just keep eating what you're doing like, it, comes, it comes down to your values at the end of the yeah. day yeah you know i speak about values a lot and if if your values are more so towards your own happiness and you know socializing and shit like that competing just isn't probably in line with that it's unless it's like something you want to challenge yourself with like yeah. if it's something you generally want to do you know and, and, and anything like that if like not just competing but you can use this this analogy for anything like you've got to you've got to actually actually want to do it yeah rather than yeah. just like just doing it for the sake of it following the crowd you know there's so many ways so many things you can do to challenge yourself make yourself better and make yourself feel more confident and, and do all these things if, yeah. any, if anything i think one idea i've dabbled with is the whole idea of like doing a marathon and a show i think that and then like probably I saw, um, TikTok, then, like, actually when you said that i saw a tiktok of a guy who did this is all within one month bodybuilding so he did a show he did a marathon he then did a powerlifting meet Fucking hell. he then did a ironman hmm. see i'd like to do I'd that like was all in the space of a month in that order i don't know the order I'd imagine he must have had to do the show first. That's something I'd I'd like to do. I think you get so much more from it than just like this the like external validation of like just standing on stage and looking good. Because then you've got the whole point of well, you did a marathon in like three hours, or and then you've also got like your Ironman where you're doing like was it swim 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 uh, cycle run run some shit like that. Yeah, and you've got those like you've got those elements to it. I think there's something so much more rewarding than just sort of standing there for like external validation and but like it's not so, so for, you, for you where you think like that towards those things that's what people think like that towards the shows does that make sense what so it's not oh. towards the external validation they're doing it to prove to themselves that they can get that lean they're proving that they uh. can do that and they can push themselves to the limit kind of thing yeah which is in a sense what people would do on the marathon side of things is like I can do that yeah. I can push myself to that limit where I can achieve that what sense? Mm. Yeah, no, that's definitely like yeah, see like valuing like the different things. Yeah. yeah, like that's with fighting. Yeah, some mm. people, some people would be like, why, why would you want to choke someone out? Whereas for us, it's like, why wouldn't you want to choke someone out? And it's not so much like doing a competition. It's not so much. I don't see the competition as being better than the other people. Yes, if you win, you are. But like, let's say I, I, see, I wouldn't even say that. I think you're just better than them on that day. On that, but let's say I do bronze in one one comp, and then the next time I go to it, and I do silver. That's I'm better than the people there on that day, but I'm also better than I was previously. Yeah. Yeah. I managed to get silver that time. You know, it doesn't even matter if it's the same people. I just would I would then say to myself, I'm I'm yeah. better than I was that time. It's that ability to go and actually prove what you're learning in in yeah. genuine practice. Because you know when you roll at the club, you don't wax shit on full whack, or you're you know. Oh, I'm rolling with them. I know this. I know that. I know that. Like, there's no pressure. Mm. It's a friendly roll. Let's put you in an environment then where you got people watching you. You don't know what the other person's like. You don't know how they move. You don't know anything like that. Now roll with them, and like your goal is to win. So it's like, how do you deal with that? How do you respond to the unknowing that's coming? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's where the competition is. Like, actually, I do. I do know my shit. I am learning. I am doing that. And I think you can get that in training, but that's like its test. Is rolling against someone who you've never rolled against. Because I still find it now, because obviously I'm still meeting new people in yeah. the club and rolling with them for the first time. 
And I'm like, fuck. Sam will be there soon. Yeah, you like roll with them for the first time and you're like, fuck, they're, they're rolling in a whole new way. They're diff- they're tight in this position and yeah, that and that. Yeah. I can't do my normal step. And I think the comp is basically that that test to be like, yeah. right, one-on-one, someone else. You don't know how they're going to come at you. You either take charge and lead or you react and deal. Yeah. I think there is, yeah, like you're saying, in terms of like you and your jiu-jitsu, I think that's another thing as well. Once you've been like focusing on the gym for like two to three years, you do get bored of like the, that style of training. And I think like it's more skill-based training mm-hmm. where you're this, learning like This a is skill. what we were talking about. You actually get podcast. so much, so much more reward out of it. And I think I'm at that point. I'm just about getting up to that point. And I reckon, I reckon an ideal, in an ideal world, cap off 85 kilo start doing some more skill based training would be nice and ideal Welcome, I reckon to the functional you're SNC over, club you're, you're coming over to Jiu Jitsu mate we'll have to sort yeah. my flipping hips out though yeah, that, they fine. will sort you out it will sort you out yeah, my so. hip mobility's got better since doing it yeah. it's my Why? knees now because people are just putting, splitting you in yeah, yeah. yeah like, you'll get used to it get the, way, to the it. movements that you've got to do and stuff like that it kind of does what I call force mobility work what time do you start work in the mornings about quarter past eight Oh, loads of time. Yeah, you can do six a 6am, mate. You can do 6am session, shower. Go to the gym, shower. Shower, oh. go straight to work. Well, showers at work as well. Yeah, there you go. Better life. Yeah, do that for sure. Think so, about it. I'd like to be comfortable in the job, though. Let's round this off, then. You have to give three bits of advice to a hard gainer. So I'm just struggling right now. Because so you are you are the hard gainer, but you have gained. Yeah. What's the top, top bits of advice you'd be saying? Uh, stay consistent with whatever you're doing until you start seeing results don't try and almost fast track yourself yeah into a position because you won't get the result you want like it will be a slow pro and probably reiterate the fact that it's a slow process and just be happy with that spot on that's good solid all right peace out and you just thought you could try and eat the mic for you Anyway, well, yeah, I've been Spencer. I've been Sam. I've been Thomas Gilbert. Fantastic. Yeah, all mixed <laughs> up. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it if you're still here. Um, group ones are going to become a little bit more frequent. Yeah. I think we're probably aiming for one a week or so. Get me on the variety one, please. Yeah, yeah. Do it right now, mate. Um, but yeah, I think... <laughs> that would yeah. be a good one. It'd be, it'd be decent to just do these. And then obviously mine and Tom's one will continue as normal as well. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, letting us use your eardrums. Bye! Bye! Bye.